I have friends where he got a keyboard that was made on the day he was born, and that's the only right. keyboard that he uses. Wow. That's as yeah, old yeah. as he is. Yeah, from the 80s. There's See all kinds of people. Yeah, exactly. Probably the keyboard. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a very special episode of the Stack Overflow podcast. It is with great pleasure that I am joined today by Cassidy Williams and Kunal Kumar, two of my co-conspirators on a very fun project. We've been working on this since March, maybe? Of, yeah, uh, like early March. Yeah, we started a little late. <laughs> March of this year, we got together. We had an idea for an April Fool's joke to pretend it was going to cost you money to copy and paste on Stack Overflow as only, I'm sure, a very few of you do. And then if you wanted to copy and paste more, we were going to sell you a small keyboard, which was born out of a glorious Stack Overflow meme. All you really need to program these days is copy and paste. Control, copy, paste. But as we were making this project, somebody said, doesn't Cassidy do keyboards? Maybe like she could actually help us make like a fake version. Oh, I remember now. We wanted to make like a 3D printed version just to take pictures. And so we reached out to Cassidy to say like, could we do this? What would happen? She said, well, actually... I know some fine folks over at Drop who actually make these keyboards, and I've done this kind of thing with them before. And so then suddenly we started down the path of not only could we have like a cool looking prototype, maybe we could have a working prototype. Actually, once we did the joke, people were like, I would really like to buy this. We're like, maybe we could actually sell this thing. And after seeing how much demand and excitement there was, we actually went out and made this thing, and it is for sale. So you can check out news about it on our blog today with some links. You can head on over to Drop's website or uh, head on over to dro.ps slash the key, and you can pick one up. So we're going to dive into some details of how it was made with Cassidy and Kunal. I'm excited for this. Welcome. Thanks, Ben. Thanks. This has been such a fun project. So Cassidy, let's start with you. I know we've had you on previous episodes and talked about your love of mechanical keyboards and C keys and everything like that. But tell the folks, I guess, a little bit about, yeah, what goes into designing a keyboard, what you sort of had to do to take our idea to that, you know, sort of next step and and maybe a little bit about, yeah, the work you've done with Drop in the past. Yeah. And so keyboards are great. I love them. It's really fun to just make a custom thing that can go on your desk and and it's all yours and you can make it look however you want. And, and it's really, really cool. And so the first thing that I did actually was go to Kunal and say like, hey, can we do this? Because <laughs> that's always yeah. the first step in a lot of different keyboard projects is figuring out if people would even be interested in something like that. And so luckily he was <laughs> and luckily Drop was and that really kicked things off. Because actually, if you do want to make some kind of keycap set or some kind of keyboards, sw- even custom switches or something, you actually mm-hmm. do run what's called an IC or an interest check. And so you start putting designs together and you start just surveying people saying, would you buy this? Would you be interested? Right. And then you can make it happen. So from there, once we got the go ahead, I was so excited. It went straight into designing the keycaps and designing the case. And I admit mm-hmm. I have, my strength is not in 3D modeling. And so like I got a basic <laughs> one together and I was like, Kunal, let me know if this will work. It, it worked yeah. generally well. And then for the keycap designs, there's kind of like an SVG file that you can take where it's the shape of keys. And so you can position the legends within those keys. And so put the Stack Overflow logo in there, put the C and V in there for copying and pasting. And then from there, it was just getting it over to Kunal, who made it a reality. And and he was able to get the switches on there, and I got the prototype. 
And so with the prototype, I recorded some videos. I got a light box out and took some nice photos of it so we could use it in promos. And right. it happened. And it was the fastest <laughs> turnaround for a keyboard manufacturing ever. Yes. Yeah. We turned it around in about three weeks. It was a miracle. So Kunal, tell people who you are and what Drop is. We can start there and then we'll dig a little bit into yeah, how you go from idea to actual product. So hi, I am Kunal. I, I'm part of the product realization team here at Drop. Drop as a company is a company that's based, is made up of community members. We collect the data and insights on what the community wants and are looking for in terms of specifically mm-hmm. product categories on in uh, mechanical keyboards, as Cassidy uh, mentioned, and also audiophile. So those are the two categories we really focus on. And we have communities made on Drop as well as other forums where we look, we collect these insights and develop products accordingly. In terms of, again, uh, the timeline for what this project is, and Cassidy mentioned, this is probably the fastest uh, product that came, I would say, like, I mean, raising air quotes here, to market. I wouldn't say, like, it wasn't a functional keyboard that we wanted to put forward. When Cassidy approached me, right. and again, Ben, when you approached, when we talked about it, Drops Ethos is, at the end of the day, is working with the community very, very closely, be it makers in the community or also just listening to the community. And what this right. product entailed was a culmination of something, an event that can only, or a joke that it only can happen when there's a community, when community members are involved. Especially in this scenario, it's Stack Overflow community members yes. and in, in a weird way, mechanical keyboard me- community members, and they come together and come up with this project. I remember you saying the Venn diagram of uh, people who shop on Drop and use Stack Overflow is just <laughs> probably a perfect circle. So yeah, it seems like there's a lot of overlap between the communities. I guess another really cool thing, yeah, I'd love you to touch on before we get into sort of like how we made the product that works. There was this like three-week sprint with Cassidy and Kunal where... I remember you're like, okay, I'll just call the factory in China and see if they can open up some lines and then we'll get, you know, we'll throw it on there and then we'll, they'll send us some pictures. And so just, just tell people a little bit maybe about, yeah, like, you know, often we work with software, we use hardware every day, but I don't think a lot of people know about what it takes, what goes into, you know, the kind of relationships and logistics of getting something sort of rapidly manufactured. If you could just touch on that a little bit. There is one thing that people maybe take it for granted is prototyping. Prototyping usually happens in the US. Stateside people tend to do that because it's faster, it's down the street, you can do that. But if we were to, if Drop were to prototype locally and then take it to the factory in China, we would have to rerun those supply right. chains to see if it actually can meet the quality control. So we, so I intentionally, when Cassidy, and because of the time frame we were working on, I intentionally cut out that process and just worked with the factory right. directly. Now, with those come different variables because a factory needs to be nimble enough, A, to cut into the supply or like existing production lines and be able to like produce this. So this is where I come in and the relationships come in and me able to like actually say that, hey, this is this is a very cool project and it's something that we really want to put our effort on. So making those, using those relationships, which have been built over years with the drop factories and also like the people involved, making sure that we can cut cut the right corners, quote, quote unquote, more specifically as so as <laughs> to make something that could achieve the goal that we wanted to do. It's 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 not an easy task. We have to make room in the production uh, cycle and have a specific prototype team put into at the China China factory to create this product so that it could be launched for the right. 
yeah, they have, you know, big orders that are running and keyboards that are coming off the line and they have to kind of stop, make room exactly. for you, prototype something, put it in, maybe take one line out of production for a day. And so they have to trust you that somewhere down the line, we're going to sell a lot of these keyboards, right? <laughs> Folks, listeners, go pick it up today. Yeah. It's available. I was, I was going to say I had to um, redeem some of my karma points. I'll put it this way in order to get this, get this in. Gotcha. And then Cassidy, I remember you telling me at the beginning, and I hadn't really thought about it this way, like for people who don't know, I mean, obviously there's some people who do, but like, what is a, a, a macro pad? Have you done this kind of thing before? And like, typically when people are thinking about making mechanical keyboards or custom sets, are they thinking about it not only in terms of the visuals, but you know, like the functionality that might be built in? Yeah. And so that's where different keyboard form factors come in. And mm -hmm. there's so many different keyboard shapes. We all kind of think of the standard large keyboard that has all of your letters and then it might have like a numpad on the side. And then sometimes if you want a smaller one, you take out the numpad. And, and that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty much it for standard sizes. But that is the very, very tip of the iceberg of all the different layouts and, and programmability that you can add into a keyboard. And so mm. when you're starting to talk about designing keycaps for various keyboard sizes and shapes and stuff, you have like a base kit that will fit one of those standard keyboards, but then you might need some kind of compatibility kit for various keycaps to have different shapes and sizes for, let's just say you have an American layout versus a European layout, or you want to have a 40% keyboard size. So it has 40% less keys or, or rather 60% <laughs> less keys. I don't know what the math right. is. Anyway, you have a much smaller keyboard and so your, your keycap shapes need to be different. And so when it comes to macro pads, that is something where you might see something like it in a stream deck where, where a lot of creators will use that to toggle on their lights or mm. play different media or, or start streaming or something. It's a very similar concept, only you can program it to do whatever you want. Or, or you might even see something like that for MIDI controls where you control yeah. different MIDI pads totally. or something. I'm thinking of, yeah, like a drum machine is kind of like something you can keep on the side that can be very personalized. Same for the streamer, right? Yeah, right. To throw out the emote or the sound effect or change the lights, like you kind of want to build it yourself. Yeah. Exactly. And so if you get a mechanical keyboard numpad, that can be programmed to mm. do anything the sky's the limit and it's just uh what do you want to add and so i've seen people who yeah. make macro pads for photoshop actions i've seen people who make the macro mm. pads for the streaming things for sound effects for starting and stopping a zoom meeting so that way you can just hit the button right. instead of finding it with your mouse there's so many different things that you can do with these macro pads and so the idea of making a fully programmable macro pad where yes it copies and pastes but what if you held two keys together <laughs> or or what if you just wanted three then different it, it, functions? It upvotes. it upvotes the answer. Exactly. I am always the last person to find the leave button on Zoom, and it's always awkward. You know, like you see people disappearing, <laughs> and it's just you and a few, and you're always like, who's going to be the it's last? Like you and one person making eye contact in a panic. Making yeah, because your your head gets bigger and bigger as there's fewer and fewer people. Yeah. It's very awkward on the spot. And so Kunal, yeah, let's talk a little bit now about like what goes into building the functionality. Because the first thing we did was we built like a visual prototype that came off the line that worked for the joke, but it had no, it couldn't, it wouldn't have worked if you plugged it in. What goes into, you know, like, I think you said that the PCB, the printed circuit board and like deciding how the functionality will work or making it available for lighting if people want that. I'm not sure we, we ended up with that, but just talk us through some of the like more serious hardware that goes underneath the keys. Again, just on the time, what happened 
for the April Fool's prank that Stack Overflow, just to clarify what we had built, was more of a visual representative of what this product would look like. So everything that you right. see is what you have, but the internal components, there's nothing there. So it actually is just a block right. of uh, aluminum on your on your desk plus plastic. Yeah. In terms of getting it to the next level, just after seeing the kind of response the Stack Overflow community gave the product, we had to go, I think the biggest component that is missing there is is a PCB. I think just to talk about what Cassidy is mentioning, I think it's one thing people take it for granted nowadays, especially in the mechanical keyboard world, is the configurability of a keyboard. But it's actually a non-trivial ask, Mm. which is, I'll I'll touch touch on it quickly. So it's, it's again like, the stack overflow, the key, is not just a, a macro pad or a, a small, as I will say, a very small three-key keyboard that only does the function of a control key, a C key, and a V key. At the end of the day, right now, when people get this product, they can configure this keyboard and bind these key switches or keys to do something else. You leave a Zoom meeting, or start something, mm-hmm. or like make sound effects, etc. These are configurations right. that you can actually add on to it. So when we decided to make this product, I think one of the key things that, especially coming from the mechanical keyboard world, we had to decide on is whether we want the configurability on it or actually a function. And at the end of the day, it is not only just we wanted to bring this product, at least from a drop side or mechanical keyboard side, to market for Stack Overflow, not as just as a purely a meme product, but also something that it can be utilitarian. People <laughs> can actually use it. Programmers can use it. Right. And of course, like, Basically, the, the imagination is the bound of this. Let's just make, we're not denigrating meme products like <laughs> meme stocks. They are great. They're, they have their, their place in the world. Oh, exactly, exactly. Start your observability journey today with Splunk Observability Cloud. Get full fidelity and to end visibility into your entire operation. Whether on-prem or in the cloud, it's powered by OpenTelemetry, so you can take your data anywhere. Head on over to splk.it slash podcast. So does it come out of the box with that built-in function? Like out of the box, it'll be, you know, command CV or, you know, control Z, but then you could additionally build any number of combinations. Like, I guess my question, sorry, and like I interrupted you, but I'm, I'm just really curious, like, does it come out of the box built to do, you know, sort of like the baseline of the joke? And then when you re- go to reconfigure it, you have three keys. What's like the sort of multiplication number of possibilities is it like first i hit these two and then i hit this one or i bind these two together i combine all three together like how many different possible commands could you build into this three key macro i will say that i have a technical limitations here here to answer this question okay. but i think it's a, okay. it's a very 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 large amount yeah. of permutation combinations fact is that you can actually make one key do control c so basically it's any mm-hmm. kind of as many keys as you can touch you want to touch at one time, you can bind an, a key press to do that. So you can arguably right. do control plus Q, W, E, R, T, Y at one time, and that could be programmed into one one key. Whether it does anything on your computer, that's a different story, but <laughs> that's what it will be. Out of the box, it'll right. do control, C, and V. And right. I'm actually working right now with, uh, over the next few days, working on a guide how to, on how to configure this macro pad. So people can, gotcha. when people get it, they can actually work on it on either the PC or the Macs and be able to configure it. Again, okay, like cool. the imagination just can go anywhere with that. 
Yeah, to give you an idea of the math, you could do something just on each individual key. So one, two, or three. Right. You could also do the first two keys or the last two keys or, or the first and right. third keys, like a trumpet. You could do all three right. keys. And then you could also do something where it's kind of like caps lock, or but it's any kind of function lock where, okay, if I tap this key, now the other two keys could do these types of things. But then if I tap it again, right. they could do this other thing. You could do it where oh, you double tap something. Like... There's a lot of things that you could do with Whoa. it. You could make it yep. just a binary keyboard where it's zeros and ones okay. and enter. There, there's a ton <laughs> of options here. All right. So I'm going to put up a Stack Overflow question. We'll put it on Code Golf or something. How many possible permutations, how many commands can you program into this one <laughs> three key macro pad? And we'll see if there's an answer. Maybe the answer is infinite. But yeah, that's what I was thinking, right? Like if you hold these two first for three seconds and then you hit this third one, then it does something different. It's sort of like, man, like, right, like, it's almost like a like a speed run or something, you know, where you're like trying to break it. It's like, could I put every command from a full keyboard onto this macro pad if I decided to? Sorry, the answer might be infinite just because like from a math background, just saying that anything that you can come up with, I, I think there can be another superset on it. So you, you'll always get another right, one. Right. You can do it. Okay, so throw away your keyboard. You All, all you need is this from now on. And then Kunal, talk to us a little bit about how, right, once you've decided on sort of like the functionality and you're, you're getting a circuit board in there and stuff like that, how do you make it a, a viable product in terms of what goes into it, materials and yeah. you know cost to make it versus you know what's affordable and and this product is very affordable and you should go buy one you know to the mass market audience. Just going back again, the configurability is a non-trivial ask, and it's it's something that was intentional. We wanted to make something that Stack Overflow developers of the community, I imagine them as right. like DIYers, um, they're programmers, and I think it'll be cool. It's not a very crazy hard thing to configure it's a very sort of simple thing mm -hmm. but the ability to do what you can do in fact i'm very curious what people uh, the stack overflow community does with these three keys in fact uh, other than control theory <laughs> so in terms of um, i think that was an intentional aspect of things there is another intentional aspect which ben we are not really talking about in in the context of this macro pan and maybe if it does well we can we'll look into the future and see like making a clear casing but the pcb does have rgb led underlighting because the we did a CNC aluminum black box case for the Stack Overflow, the key, the CNC, the RGB LEDs are moot, quote unquote moot, because like you you won't really see them when when you switch them on. Right. But if you were, if somebody were, I remember like reading people were trying to do their create this keyboard or three different this. But if people are adventurous enough and they can in this scenario solder, desolder, create a case, they can actually have the effect of RGB LEDs as well. And we will, I think, like at, at the end of the day, it depends on co how community, how much community wants it. We can like come up with another case for that as well. Uh, one thing right. we did intentionally, going back to the PCB, where the compromises happen, is one of the things that is taken for granted again in the mechanical keyboard world is called what I would say is hot swappability. So a keyboard is made up of key caps, a PCB, a key, uh, switches which is go under the key caps and they connect to the PCB and a case around it. And of course, a, a wire or a Bluetooth connection connecting it. So in the mechanical keyboard world, what nowadays can happen is the switch actually kind of dictates how, what your subjective typing feeling is when you are using the, a keyboard. So nowadays, people can actually remove these switches and put a, new, a different kind of switch. Like they want a clicky switch, like feeling like a typewriter or more a tactile that gives you feedback and enjoying in typing. You can do those things. But... Just right. because the macro pad was three keys, uh, we just didn't have the room on the PCB to actually make it hot swappable, as in like you could like remove the switches easily, etc. 
So that was a compromise that was made. And at the end of the day, all these variables are taken into account along with, I did market research on macro pads and pricing and seeing where where we can come in and fit. I'm not going to say that this is extremely cheap, but the reason why it's not extremely cheap is purely about the quality of components and nothing else. There's a CNC aluminum block involved in it. There's like designer keycaps uh, that have been done. There's key switches. There's a designer custom design PCB that allows the community to configure to their choices. So all these things, plus the packaging, et cetera, come at a certain price point. And we are making sure that it's very, very competitive. That's the ethos of drop anyways. But these intentional aspects and the compromises were taken into into account to create this device. And as Ben, I think like we have discussed, Cassidy, we've discussed before, like PCB was the limiting factor on this one because of like the supply chain volatility that exists because of COVID and also just because of people don't think about it, but there are minimum order quantities involved in everything. Right. And cases, CNC aluminum is a much easier minimum order quantity problem than like creating PCBs. Like you have to order in the mm-hmm. quantities of thousands to actually like bring the product to market. There isn't like kind of like a universal for a three key macro that you could just kind of fall back on. Like I'll say like as Cassidy is shaking her head, but like I think universal, there <laughs> is none. There are products out there, but at the at the end of the day, we want to do rigorous testing. We want to make sure that things that are coming out that are right. drop branded or drop made and stack overflow branded, they hit a certain criteria of what the product needs to be like. And the universality of, of it all is chucked out of the window. We just need to look at it and start from scratch kind of thing. As big as a mechanical keyboards hobby is, still not right. that big in the world. And so right. having <laughs> having all the various sizes for macro pads and stuff isn't something we can take for granted. It's a lot of things don't exist or they have limited runs or something. Cool. Well, yeah, I guess one of the other things I wanted to get into a little bit was to talk about, yeah, the universe that exists around uh, mechanical keyboards. I don't really, you know, understand or I don't know quite how big this world is and whether or not it's growing. Cassidy introduced me to uh, a wonderful mechanical keyboard influencer named Tiny, who we're Uh hoping to work with um, to promote this project. And she sent me her TikTok and there, there are 3 million people who follow yeah. her and love to watch her build mechanical keyboards, which obviously I get it. Like on TikTok, you can find a huge following for anything, but I was blown away uh, by the amount of interest and pat, sort of passionate fans she has. So I guess, yeah, if you could tell me a little bit, Cassidy, and then I will hear from you, Kunal, like what do, when you look out, what does this world look like to you? Is it diverse? Is it growing? Does it have its, I don't know, heroes and villains? And sort of like, yeah, like get, just give people a little bit of perspective into like, what does the world of mechanical keyboards look like in 2021? To give a little bit of context, I've been involved in the keyboard community for probably, let's say about five years now, maybe six, five or six years now. And it has definitely grown a ton. And I think it's because a lot of the components have been made more accessible by companies like Drop, by by a lot of other uh, keyboard groups out there. And so when I first joined the keyboard community, it was mostly just because I wanted a pretty keyboard on my desk and I had no idea what I was mm. getting into. And then I fell down a very long multi-year rabbit hole <laughs> of uh, just figuring out, okay, so here's how the keycaps are done. Here's how the cases are done. Here's how here's how I can do this and that. And if you saw my office right now, you'd say, wow, you have a lot of keyboards. And you wouldn't say it in a complimentary way. You'd be like, oh, what's wrong? <laughs> but it's- it's has issues. Yeah. yeah. So much fun. And- because keyboards are this customizable thing, and because I admit 
there's also a pandemic. A lot of people are working from home more and more, not just in the pandemic, but before that too. And a lot of people want to have something fun on their desks. And a lot of times people associate mechanical keyboards with just this really loud clacking thing and the person that you don't like in the office. But that's just not the case. There's so many different switches and and components that make your keyboards smoother sounding or quieter or or they they can feel the exact way that you want them to feel where like currently mm. right now I have one that is the switches are drop holy pandas and so they're very very tactile and and fun to type on but I also have another keyboard that I mostly use on calls where it's silence switches where they're super super quiet as you type on them and and very very smooth and mm. there's linear switches and tactile switches and clicky switches there, there's so many different options. In addition to that, there's just more people that have come into the community that come from different backgrounds, where I think initially, I don't know what that Venn diagram looks like, but it was a lot of gamers and and people who want just the RGB lights as, as they're shooting someone in Call of Duty or something. And then there's the people who kind of wanted the return to quality of keyboards in the mechanical keyboards world back when the IBM Model M keyboard lasted forever because that keyboard mm-hmm. does last forever. I have friends where one of, <laughs> one of them, he, he got a keyboard that was made on the day he was born, and that's the only right. keyboard that he uses. Wow. That's as yeah, old yeah. as he is, yeah, from the 80s. There's so all kinds longer. of people. Yeah, exactly. Probably the keyboard. I mean, this is really interesting to hear about you using them. Do you like swap them out during the day? Like, yeah, I would love to have one you were saying that feels good for me. I would love to have one that's like good for, I don't know, carpal tunnel, like, you know, like Mm -hmm. helps keep my tendonitis down most of the time. And then like, yeah, I want the ninja one for when you're on the Zoom call, but you're like doing stuff in the background so nobody can hear you typing. Exactly. That's definitely a good option. Yeah. There's so many different layouts and configurations. And sometimes I just like experimenting, being just like, I wonder what this kind of stuff would sound like. And so I gather parts Mm -hmm. and make it happen. And I think because there's so many options and there's so many new people in the community where it's not just gamers and people who want that return to quality. Now there's a gigantic community out there called the Cute Keyboard Club, where it's just people making keyboards that look cute on your desk in various ways. And in terms of keycaps that I've designed, I designed keycaps that look like Scrabble pieces. So uh, Mm. just you can have, for example, your Q is worth 10 points and stuff on, on your keyboard. And that one brought a bunch of board gamers into the community that weren't necessarily there before. And I, I worked with a gal named Amy. She goes by Sailor HD on, on Twitter and with Drop. And, and we made Astrala Keys, which is like an astrology cute space themed keycap set. And that also brought a bunch of people who were, were just like, ooh, it doesn't have to be just like black keys and RGB. It can be cute like right. pink and purple and, and stuff. I want a keyboard that tells me how my week is going to go based on the uh, alignment of the stars. Mm, yes, <laughs> exactly. And so, so that's that's kind of where the community has gone. Where it's it's not just that, but there's keycaps around cheese and wine. There's keycaps uh, around different games. There there's keycaps around chocolate. There, there's there's so many different types of keycaps. There's different shapes of keycaps. There and then keyboards themselves there's different cases that are made of aluminum and of plastic and of solid brass there's so many options out there and so as a result there's a keyboard for everyone it's just a matter of looking for all those different parts and i guess yeah kunal from your perspective yeah what does the business look like is it growing over time how do you like find people are coming into this world as either like first time customers or i guess i'd love to hear stories about like yeah the the whales the super collectors who have to own every Every keyboard. 
Cassidy has touched on a lot of things. I'll just say, just to disambiguate something, is at least mechanical keyboards have gone from just being a purely hardware utilitarian product to becoming a form of expression. I think that's what mm. we have seen over the past. And I've been in this industry for, I would say, like around eight years now. And I've seen, for example, the subreddits for mechanical keyboards go from 100,000 people to now around a million people. And that's just like mm. to give you an idea of what kind of increase we are looking at or directional increase, by the way, uh, because that's just one forum. Yeah. In term, I think community members like Cassidy, I think what has happened is when people, different community members and different creators within the community are making these themed keyboards or keycaps more specifically that now show expression on the keyboard, a lot of different people are getting into this and becoming aware of what a mechanical keyboard is. Mechanical keyboards, as the name suggests, started off early days when the, in, during the invention of computers, etc., with IBM boards and Apple going into making these keyboards. Old Apple keyboards are also very famous for the, for the mechanism under the keycaps to then becoming more oriented towards gamers uh, with RGB LEDs, lighting, etc., but I think like are becoming making a revival not just for gamers but also for programmers with with the ability to like configure and do do different things and work in different like programming environments by configuring yeah. the keyboards. And then the cherry on the top, as being saying about talking about it, is all the aesthetic and the different themes that are coming in with with keycap designs. I love Cassidy's Scrabble uh, keycap set. If I could, uh, if I did not have probably like twenty keycap sets, on a desert already, island with only one keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, also, by the way, I, I've been collecting keycaps. I just don't have enough keyboards. Uh, I'm not a keyboard uh, collector as much as a keycap set collector. So, again, that's that's what we what we have seen. We dropped just also partner with Marvel to create a keycap set for different uh, of the MCU, you know, Marvel Universe. So we we are doing these things. And the, in terms of going back to the business of things, I think looking at the keyboard world, as soon as it becomes a, is an object of expression, Again, the world is your oyster. There are so many right. themes out there. People have people are into so many different different things, and especially when you are sitting on your desk at least eight hours a day. I'm imagining working on from home. This input device actually becomes a big portion of your life. It was already a big portion yeah. of your life. It's now even more so, and the ability to customize it and express it and use it as a form of expression has become is a is a huge huge thing. The community does a very good job of bringing people in and uh, nurturing them and fostering them to see different things. The plethora of keycap sets and aesthetics and keyboard types, the keyboard heft, different materials that are being made of coming in is just mind-boggling. People go as much as opening each switch mechanism under a keyboard and and using lubricant to change the feel and and the sound of the keyboard. It takes around four hours, maybe more, to do one keyboard. And people the are results just, are amazing, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. The results are amazing. Personally, I'm, I was a little circumspect until I felt one and I typed on one. I have a changed opinion on that. So <laughs> just the gambit of people entering the community and also like just a, a, at a very mature level, collecting keyboards is huge. I know of people personally, friends with people personally, who have more than 100 keyboards, IBM, old IBM collector, collectors, etc. So going from a hardware utilitarian point to a form of expression was like the biggest jump that I would imagine from the mechanical keyboard universe. 
Everybody, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, head on over to Drop and check out the keyboard. It is now available. It's really fun. You can head on over to our blog and read about it. Go over to Drop's website and check it out where it's for sale. Or you can head to dro.ps slash the key, dro.ps slash the key, and pick a unit up for yourself. So definitely check it out. And yeah, do remember that um, not only is this a great keyboard, super fun gift for the programmer in your life, but also Stack Overflow and Drop are donating a portion of the proceeds to Digital Undivided, which is an awesome charity. You can read more about them in the show notes, but um, helping to bring underrepresented groups into the world of software development, very cool thing. I am Ben Popper, Director of Content here at Stack Overflow. You can always find me on Twitter at Ben Popper, and you can email us pitches at stackoverflow.com with story ideas or podcast at stackoverflow.com if you hate the podcast and just want to really rant. If you like the show, though, please do leave a rating and a review. It really helps. Cassidy, tell the people who you are and where they can find you. My name is Cassidy Williams. I'm Director of Developer Experience at Netlify, and you can find me at Cassidy, C-A-S-S-I-D-O-O, on most things. I'm Kunal. I am Product Realization Manager at Drop. People can find me on LinkedIn, Kunal Kumar. For the key, please go to drop.com. We'll have links in the show notes, as Ben mentioned. Overall, this is a great keyboard for people wanting to dive deeper into the mechanical keyboard ecosystem. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hope you check out the key and we will talk to you soon.